Yo, check this out, man. It's that pretty Flacco cat. ASAP fucking Rocky, a.k.a. Lil' Pretty Flacco Jody the second, man. Hell, my brother Ben Baller, all shit, man. Behind the baller, you know how it's going, man. Check us out. Yo, welcome to another episode of Behind the Baller. I am your host, Ben Baller. Not Ben Humble, Ben Baller. The Forrest Gump of hip-hop. I'm that washed-up Asian dude who went from literally flipping burgers at Burger King, making minimum wage, to being worth eight figures. Like, for real. I might know a few things about making money about business i may know a, i might know a couple things you know what i'm saying anyways welcome to episode two right about now i really have to say once again i am so humbled man i'm like beyond i'm i'm fucked up right now i'm, I'm, I'm just my voice ain't 100 back and that's because this weekend i've been screaming and doing all kinds of shit and we'll get into that to in a minute but this is the weekend wrap up you know, again, that jazzy beat you just heard, my man Lakey, at Lakey Inspired. And uh, back to the launch episode, man, the, the episode one of my podcast. Yo, listen, I just wanted to kind of give you like a soft-spoken, soft aside, you know, to intro the entire podcast. And um, never in my wildest dreams did I think that shit was going to hit the top 100. Because a lot of you out there don't realize there are currently 700,000 and counting podcasts out there. My man, Rocket Rapport, said, everyone has a fucking podcast. They're like assholes, right? Everyone has one. And it's fucking true. But not everyone was blessed to do this. And, um, you know, again, I got to thank you guys. Really appreciative. We peaked at number 11 last weekend after the launch. And um, that's, that's saying a lot because... You know, Will Ferrell went on um, ABC, NBC, and CBS and was on all the late night shows at the same fucking time. We're talking, you know, millions of dollars spent, crazy marketing to push his uh, Ron Burgundy podcast. I have no idea what the fuck it's about. But, you know, like, I was right behind that motherfucker for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And he creeped out, boom, hit the number one podcast. He beat Joe Rogan, everybody. Of course, I mean, that's the anchor man. But, um, listen, man. We hit number one in the business category. We hit number one in the fucking music category. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, there was some real big dogs I was going against. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was up against Yahoo News, fucking Dateline NBC. What the fuck was else was it to kill some fucking merch, some shit? It, yo, listen, there was some big boy fucking real podcasts I was up against. And I was competing with the big dogs. And listen, man. I got a lot to talk about, you know what I'm saying, we're going to get into a weekend wrap up, but for those of you who know me, and I always say this because people who know me know this, I don't give out apologies, I just don't, it's just not me, never done it, it's rare, and when I say rare, it's, you know, one hand, and if you cut off a couple fingers, I just don't, but when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and, um, you know, it's never too late to apologize, I guess, you know what I'm saying, and, and admit your wrongs or whatever it may be. But, uh, you know, if you know me, you know me and you know I'm petty. I'm the king of petty and all that and everything. 
but I wanted to take this time out because this is my podcast and I do what the fuck I want. Um, there's an enormous brand out right now and I wouldn't say they were enormous. They were big, you know, like three, four years ago, but now they've gone to like crazy levels, right? Like billion dollar company and uh, the company's called Revolve. I'm sure if you're a girl, you know what the fuck it is. If you're a guy and you're in the fashion, you definitely know what it is, but you're a girl, you know what Revolve is. And um, Revolve was started by, you know, a couple guys and uh, one of them is, uh, I believe he's Filipino, but he might be Indonesian, you know what I'm saying? He's from from like the Cerritos area, from Downey or some shit. He's, he's from that area. And um, his name was Michael Mente. Yeah, man, you know what? He built a, a crazy brand. You know, it's really hard to do. And the reason why I'm bringing up his name is because when I started my men's line, Superism, you know, a guy named Michael Wynn, he, he uh, has a company called Publish and they were killing it. And he also had another brand called Fair Play. And, you know, you see him in the Champs and all the other comp- uh, fucking Urban Outfitters and all kinds of shit. And uh, he had reached out to me cold. You know, he was like, yo, man, I want I want to, um, you know, I think you should start your own clothing brand, you know. And he, he didn't gas me up. He just, he sold me a good thing. And, you know, I was like, yo, man, fuck it. I've always wanted my own line, not a t-shirt company. You know, I wanted like a real clothing brand. And they were like, you know, essentials, you know what I'm saying? Like all dope shit. I pulled out all the f- the shit that I love so much in my closet. You know, I had like a bomb on raglan crew neck i had some chinos that i liked um i had a couple button-ups and just you know i put together a whole collection and uh you know curated this whole thing and, and michael you know turned it michael Wynn turned it into fruition and we launched super as a man you know what i'm saying and i had some i you know it was a uh, independently funded it was we didn't have no angel money again we didn't have no big investors behind us nothing but we put it out there and see what you know what it could do and and um there was a, a launch party and the launch party was funded and hosted and sponsored by Revolve. And um, I think there's some misunderstandings and some things that, that kind of got misconstrued and shit just got lost. And, and then um, I made some bad decisions, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I made some poor decisions and um, I got a bad taste in my mouth and I really fuck with Michael Mente. And uh, I never publicly said anything about dude. I just didn't really fuck with dude. And when it came down to it, it took years later for me to like really realize like, yo man, you know what? This dude went out there, put money out there. He didn't have to put money out there. Fuck you. I mean, regardless if if people respect me for what I've done for Asians or anything else, you know, he was just a cool dude. You know, Michael Mann always got the models and shit and Revolve is always doing those parties and they're a Revolve around the world and everything. You know what I mean? They got models all over the place. And I accidentally blocked dude and it was like, Again, like like legitimately, I must have been high as fuck one night or something. I accidentally blocked dude. And uh, I don't know if it stirred drama or anything else. I never reached out to him. I didn't really give a fuck, you know. And, and you know, like, they were fucking uh, cornering all the fashion bloggers. They had all the fashion bloggers, you know, like Ami Song. And, and uh, I think Rumi was messing with them, Rumi Neely. And, like, um, Sincerely Jewel. Listen, these are people who you probably know, you don't know, have no fucking idea about. Listen... And for Rumi and, and Ami and all them and everything, I'm not even putting you guys in a group together. It's just you guys are fashion bloggers and you guys were like the pioneers and stuff. And um, I'm just breaking down some facts. But uh, Revolve had cornered that shit, you know what I'm saying? And they got, you know, a lot of girls I know, especially the cool ones, you know, they fuck with the brand, you know, and, and Revolve sold a lot of clothes. And Revolve Man was was like super dope. They had Rick Owens, St. Laurent, you know, they had uh, just all the cool shit, you know what I'm saying? Y3, Yoji Yamoto, all that stuff. And, um, you know, they picked up superism, you know what I'm saying? It was moving cool. And they were also very, you know, they pushed it. They put in good orders and uh, they helped me out. And for some reason, 
I was an idiot. I was a dickhead. And uh, I just wanted to take this time out, whatever the few minutes I did, to apologize to Michael Mente and to um, Anna Shran and uh, to uh, Raina, I believe. Yeah, Raina. And um, just the whole crew, man, the whole Revolve crew. Listen, man, if I ever came up like a fucking dick, you know I am. Um, that is an excuse that uh, I'm apologizing for being, you know, uh, just stupid. And uh, that's about it. So, you know what I'm saying? So right about now, yo, Miles, man, cue some music in. And uh, we're going to come back with the weekend wrap up. So, man, this week has been, uh, it's, every week is a motherfucking crazy week. You know what I'm saying? I done told you guys I done been on 60 motherfucking six flights. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was supposed to be in San Francisco this weekend, and obviously that shit all got canceled because my man Flacco is home. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, Flacco, shit, man, he, he's not even two weeks out. When he got out, I was in D.C., man. I heard the news. I was like, yo, man, ASAP Rocky's out. I was like, oh, shit. Um, I changed my phone number, you know what I'm saying? And um, for those of you who follow me and follow Og and everything else, you know, I ain't really been that that involved. And it just ain't got nothing to do with anything. And a lot of people, like, um, on the last Og DVD, Rocky went at me, you know what I'm saying? He was like, fuck Ben Baller. Fuck everyone that looked like Ben Baller and the whole nine and everything. And, you know, people thought that shit was serious. In fact, some of my homies, like real gangster homies, was like, yo, what's up, man? Like, Ben and Rocky ain't cool no more. And I was like, man, I just I just didn't address it because I wanted to, like, lead up to, you know, the next video and everything. But obviously, you know, people fucking know. Like, come on, man. Especially on the one in AUG. And everyone, people don't know, like, the internal people, like, inside ASAP and stuff and ASAP Mob. You know, like, come on, man. That's my brother. And uh, I ain't seen him in a long-ass time. But when he got locked up, you know, I had a lot of, I had a lot of feelings inside me. Um, It fucked me up. Every city I was in, I would hear the news. I would watch the news. And I was like, you know, I pray for my bro. It was just fucked. It was just such a such a bullshit fucking situation, because obviously everyone who watched that video knows that Rocky didn't do shit, and um, he warned these fucking kids like twenty times, and they still came after dude. And and again, Rocky himself didn't throw shit, didn't hurt anybody, didn't do shit. You know, no matter what the fucking news says, or TMZ, whatever, you can see what you for your own eyes. He didn't do shit. So he was locked up. He was in there for a fucking month. It was um, you know, it was a fucking nightmare. I prayed for my boy every motherfucking day. You know, when he got out, I was in D.C. and I was uh, handling business out there. So, like, you know, I didn't reach out to dude. I thought about DMing him and I was like, you know what, man? Nah, I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm going to wait till everyone, you know, get off his dick and everything and just kind of let him relax and everything else. And so, um, you know, I got back home and uh, I headed to my store and I was like, you know what, man? Um, I'm just going to pull up on Flacco. I'm just going to pull up to his house and... Uh, you know, I'm gonna knock on the door, whatever. Obviously, security, everyone know who the fuck I am, and it ain't no thing. But something told me, you know what, man? Maybe I should hit him first, you know what I'm saying? From a new number, this motherfucker must have a million people. Maybe he changed his phone number. I don't know. Maybe I should DM him first. I didn't know what to do. So I hit Rocky. I text him for my new number. I was like, yo, Rocky, man, it's, it's your boy, it's Ben Ball. That's my new number. Yo, man, I don't want to bother you, you know what I'm saying, when you first got out, you know, and you got home, I just wanted to kind of let it shit die down a little bit, you know, let a few days go by, I just want to let you know, man, one, I miss you, two, I love you, three, I'm so glad that you're out of this situation, and that, you know, 
I prayed for you every single fucking day. Two minutes later, you know, Rocky reached back to me. He was like, yo, bro, I love you unconditionally. You my motherfucking man's man. Them prayers really helped a lot. Yo, man, I don't know if you're free or nothing, you know what I'm saying, but I would love to see you. Now, I always say this, but if you know me, I just don't have fucking time. Like, even sitting in the man cave for 20 minutes, I got, like, work I'm doing on the side. I'm kind of typing in shit. I'm throwing in notes. I'm going over designs for jewelry. I'm going over designs for fucking VVS. I'm going over fucking paperwork, legal documents, all kinds of shit. So I just don't get free time. And that was another reason why I didn't jump on. I didn't want to jump on a plane this weekend because I'm like, yo, man, I just need to fucking chill. Like, my kids are about to start school. Summer's about to be over. You know, I want to spend some time with my family. And I had a couple small things on the uh, agenda for Tuesday. And I was like, you know what, man? Fuck all this, man. I'm about to launch my podcast. I don't want to tell Rocky about that or nothing. And I was like, listen, I need to go see my guy. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, yo, just so you know, it's paparazzi outside my house. They won't let me motherfucking relax. They won't chill. So I can't go home for a minute. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I was actually already on my way to your crib, man. But thank God for you telling me. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm at this address in here. And I was like, oh, shit, this motherfucker is not even in L.A. He's, he's way the fuck out in, you know, in bumfuck fucking the, just the boonies. I was like, bro, that's going to be about an hour and 45-minute drive right now, bro. Like, but guess what? Fucking I'm coming. I'm going to pull up. Like, I ain't seen you in a minute, bro. You know, I missed you like a motherfucker. And, and we need to catch up. So I jump in a motherfucking Ferrari. And um, I smash over to Flacco's Hideaway, you know what I'm saying? About two hours later, I pull up on, on my guy, and, uh, you know, Flacco's there, just, uh, his assistant is there, and 12 is there, and uh, nobody else, man, it was just kind of like a, a chill situation. So, you know, I pull up to the hideaway, and um, we start talking, and I'm just easing the things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just talking shit, like, yo, how you been, how you go, you doing, you good, and you know, he's a real polite dude. He's like, yo, how are your kids? How's everyone going? How's everything? How the fuck you been, man? Like, yo, man, um, your peoples is doing my teeth and this and that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. We're going to do your permanent grills. I, I got to still do the fucking drilling and shit and everything else. But, you know, we're going to get into that. And, you know, we went over some jewelry, went over some funny shit, went over some other current events. And, um, you know, um, that's my dog. I got right into it. Man. I was like, man, you good? You healthy, man? He's like, yeah, man. I just did a fucking two-mile jog. And I was like, to my job, you ain't no jogging motherfucker, bro. Like, yeah, he had, he had running shoes on. He was sweating and shit. And it was like, it was a trip. Cause you know, Rocky ain't that type of guy to be exercising and shit. The motherfucker ain't no bodybuilder type of dude. So, you know, I'm, I'm cutting him up, but you know, 12, he's always been to exercise and, and, and getting in shape and stuff. So, you know, um, shout out to my man, ASAP 12. And so, um, we're just chopping it up. And I was like, bro, like, what the fuck was it like in there, dog? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, man. My guy, you know, there's no AC, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's Europe, you know, and it's like, you know, I can't talk about everything he said and everything, but, you know, it wasn't no fun. And then um, during the time he was in there, it was like 22-hour nights, so there'd be only like two hours of sunlight. So, you know, that sucked too. And he was on like 23-hour lockdowns. And he would tell me, like, you know, like, There'd be just random people inside the prison, you know what I'm saying? Like from inmates to, you know, the guards and stuff, be apologizing to him. Be like, yo, man, I hope you're okay, you know. I'm sorry for our country, you know, and everything else. And he said that was being real cool to him. And uh, I'm not going to get into the food or nothing like that or nothing. But, you know, I asked everything across from A to Z. You know, I'm nosy. I'm like, fuck, I need to know, bro. Like, what 
what was good with my guy in there you know what i'm saying like you all right and he, he had told me some funny shit out there just on some fascist shit you know like what these inmates was like what what they fuck with you know fashion wise and whatnot and um you know he he Try, he, he did his best to keep his positive spirits up and I'd have been broken down. You know what I'm saying? It was talking about, you know, giving him two years, you know, three years, whatever it was. And he was like, yo, man, this shit is getting serious. You know, he was starting to lose faith. But um, he said, you know, he heard everyone was like showing super support. And, you know, every single day in jail on the news was a story by Rocky every hour on the hour, if not even more. And there's this one channel, I forgot what it was, but it was a channel that didn't play any fucking shit about Rocky being in jail in Sweden. And uh, that's the only thing he watched out there. And then finally, after like a week or two, they started playing that. And he said to inmates, and they're like, yo, oh my God, you're on, uh, I forgot the name of the channel. Said, you on this channel? Oh shit, ASAP, you're on this channel. This is crazy. Well, actually, they're calling Rakim. Like, Rakim, you're on this channel, you know? And it was like a trip, and he was bugging out. You know, he's like, yo, this shit done made world news. And he was just was just telling me, man, he, it was a fucked up situation there and, and it was obviously very humbling, you know, coming from, you know, the lavish lifestyle he lives and not being able to do what you want to do and whatever else. And he just he just kept it together. And, uh, you know, he told me he's doing push ups and shit in there and everything else and uh, was playing crazy eights and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing crazy eights since I was a kid. I, I just kind of soaked it all up and was like, damn, man, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, man, I'm going to go upstairs take a shower you know what i'm saying when you just chill out and whatever and so like i just kind of relaxed and kicked it told my wife i was like yo babe um i'm just gonna catch up with rocky you know it's been a minute she understood and you know like i fuck with my wife a lot i always tell her like you know what man you know like you don't let me do this that and the third and, and i just fuck with her and she's actually one of the most relaxed especially for as crazy as i am and you know have us having three kids and just my schedule as it is already you know she could be definitely more deserving of more time and be more of a bitch if she wanted to be, and she just isn't, and, and I love her for that, and that's just, she's just an amazing person. So, you know, um, Rocky gets out. He's like, yeah, man, you know, um, put me up on um, on this AUG DVD that they're doing, the new one, and they've been talking about it for a long time, but obviously shit got sidetracked because he was on tour one, and he had shows, and then on top of that, he goes to fucking jail for a month. So he's showing me the... Um, Og DVD and he's like, yo, this is gonna be a Japan exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, if you know the culture, and let me sidebar something real quick, man. Someone DM me that so you should check out the relationship between Koreans and Japan. Listen, listen, man. Um, let me say this first and foremost, more than anything in the fucking world, everyone needs to motherfucking relax. I know my history. I know the history between Japanese and Koreans. Let me tell you something right now. Shut the fuck up especially if you're not korean and if you are korean shut the fuck up as well right like stop getting in all the fucking rah-rah and the propaganda man listen bro it ain't that deep for real people need to get along the shit is i know to you it's deep to me it's not and if you got a problem with it again go eat a dick fuck out of here if you go back to streetwear culture and you go to sneaker culture and everything else listen man japanese people do it differently you know, that's why it's always been the mecca of streetwear and everything else. And that shit, you know, kind of dictates the direction of where fashion goes and, and that whole shit. And Rocky always knew that. And everyone else that, that knows what's up knows that. So, you know, he was making this thing. He was like, yo, man, he's like, you know, all the crazy fucking um, Koreans, you know what I'm saying? That they're, they're like popping in Japan. And I'm like, yo, no, for real, like Yoon, you know, from Ambush. And then like, you know, Verbo is Korean, you know what I'm saying? Like 
Kiko Mizuhara's Korean, you know what I'm saying? We was talking about how crazy that was. And he's like, yo, man, you know, um, I made this song called Ben Baller. And I was like, word? Get the fuck out of here, you know what I'm saying? And like, shit is so weird, you know what I'm saying? Like three or four people have made a song called Ben Baller. And, you know, a couple of them have been like, well, Jay Park, you know, a big Korean pop star and, a, you know, just artist, period. He made a song called Ben Baller and that kind of fucked me up because he's such a big deal and I, I respect the kid so much and he's just doing so much with music and stuff and he made a song called Ben Baller and it became a single. We shot a video to it. But like, not to take away from the Koreans and, and all that, but like when Rocky said that, I had to sit down. I was like, what the fuck? Are you playing? Are you being serious? He's like, nah, man, what the fuck are you talking about? Check this track out. And he played it for me, you know what I'm saying? And Pierre Bourne did the fucking track and I was like, yo, this shit is fire. Like, I ain't heard Flacco spit like this before. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of old. But, you know, we ain't put it out. We put it on the DVD. And, then, you know, like, on the hook, he's like, me and Ben Bali in Koreatown, riding drop town through, riding downtown in a drop top or some shit. And it was just like, it was a dope-ass track. And I was like, oh, shit. And it fucked me up. He's like, yo, I got to get you on, you know, in the studio. I need you to do, like, a little drop, like, you know, do something. And we got to shoot the video. And I was like... Yo, fuck it. Whatever we got to do, let me know. Let me know you want, you want to, when we want to shoot. And we started looking at our schedules. And the only day both of us had free was Saturday. So it was meant to be. So, you know, I was like, all right, Saturday, I'm going to come back. And uh, we're going to do this shit. We're going to shoot that shit in Koreatown. Let's do this shit. Let's do this video. So I leave. I go back home. And I'm just soaking it up, thinking about like, yo, man, it's crazy, man. My boy Flacco really back. And this is fucking dope. And, uh. I'm really happy that, you know, that he's he's in good spirits. That was, like, incredible. It, it brought my spirits up. And, you know, I get home, get to see my kids, make it in time for, to, like, tail in a dinner, you know, and my wife was like, hey, babe, uh, the kids' school uniforms came in. And I was like, okay. And she goes, oh, by the way, you know, and then uh, I put the, the school supplies on the credit card. And I was like, oh, okay, babe, that's cool, you know. So I wasn't really tripping, wasn't asking nothing, whatever. So I go to sleep. Wake up the next morning, I'm like, all right, I got to handle some bills, got to take care of some shit, whoop, you know, whoop-de-whoop. And I go see the bill for the school uniforms, and the shit is like, <laughs> you know, it's like $1,500. And, and my wife is like, hey, babe, just so you know, um, I ended up getting them everything. And I'm like, fuck you, me, you ended up getting them everything, you know what I mean? Like, you mean you only got them a couple pairs of pants, and you mean you didn't get them the shorts and everything? She goes, well, I got them a couple pair of pants each, I got them a couple pairs of shorts each. I got them a cardigan. I got them a few polos each. And, you know, they had to have a hoodie and there's certain things. Like, they had to get PE clothes, exercise clothes. And I was like, all right, so what were you trying to do? Like, well, I need at least four of each. You know what I'm saying? I want to do laundry all the time. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. So this is what you got and you, this is how expensive it was. And, you know, like, listen, some of y'all listening right now, like, what the fuck are you talking about? You have a Lamborghini, McLaren, you know, Ferrari. And listen, stop counting my pockets, motherfuckers. Listen, man, this shit is just like, you know, fuck is these clothes made by fucking you know Hermes like I'm bugging cause you know I asked my wife I'm like let me ask you a question like what the fuck do kids what do the people do who, who can't afford you know what I'm saying like 1500 for your school uniforms and shit and everything and she was just like well those people don't go to private school and I'm like no I get it but like goddamn. and you know um, this person said something on Twitter like a while back and was like yo going out in LA just leaving the house just leaving the house costs $100 to leave the house in LA. And, um, you know, that's kind of true. But like, and I know people aren't as fortunate, you know, but like leaving the house, like gas, 
food, everything else. If I'm out, you know, and I leave at 9 a.m., whatever, and I come back at 5, if I ate and there's gas and there's like, you know, whatever else, any extracurricular shit and just random shit, I go to fucking Target. I've never left Target and I spent $200, but like, that's not every day. But just saying, you know, leaving the house, for me, sometimes leaving the house is like, you know, two, three hundred. If I'm with the kids, it's like three, four hundred easily, you know what I'm saying? Especially we get to eat and whatever, and it's just going out. Then we go to Barnes and Nobles, we go somewhere, kids want to get a toy, and it's just like, fuck, you know, like, we got it. So I'm like, all right, you know, and I know it's bad to spoil them, but it's like, you know, I like to buy them a lot of books. We have a insane amount of books you know what i'm saying london the writer love reading books you know what i'm saying they just and that's one beautiful thing that I, lo- I love my wife for like my wife would read to them all the time and i read to them every so often um when i was in town and you know we got a king gang of books and like going on you know the oc fair is in town and like um it just ended i think today was the last day it by the way it is 2 5 a.m. in the morning, Sunday night, technically Monday morning, and I'm doing this weekend rapid podcast because I love you motherfuckers so much, and I want you guys to hear this shit, and I want to, I just appreciate you guys again for, you know, for listening and subscribing and, and just all the comments and everything because, the you know, the fucking podcast is doing so well, so it's like, let me give you guys a weekend wrap up and let you know what's going on in my life. So, we hit the OC Fair this weekend. It was about an hour and a half drive, right? And I'm like, fuck it. It is what it is. You know, the kids, they're going to have a blast. And we get there. Parking is $10. And now, listen, man. I remember when $10 was a lot of money. And I'm just going to be real with you, man. Anybody who says $10 is a lot of money now, you know I mean? And you, you live in Los Angeles, you know, like, fuck, like, for real? So, OC Fair is huge. You know what I'm saying? It's at the fucking Costa Mesa Fairgrounds and, um, I'm pulling to the parking lot and parking is $10. And I look down like I'm talking far away and there's a gang of cars going the other way. And I'm like, what the fuck are they going? And it's free parking. You got to take a shuttle. The free parking is far as fuck away. And that shit might be a 15, 20 minute walk. And it was hot as fuck outside, like 80 something. I'm like, God damn, man. I, I, I mean, I wish I see some people I knew, like or people I didn't know so I could pay for some of the parking. But the paid parking was already like kind of full as well. So we get there. Of course, we take the minivan, you know what I'm saying, the washed up van. And we walk in and um, I notice some metal detectors. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Metal detectors. I've been going to OC Fair for fucking years, you know what I'm saying? Like back when Jonas was alive, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Jonas Bavakwa. Jonas, I love you. Um, and we go to the OC Fair, you know, um, not to take away from being married or anything else, but, you know, women love the OC Fair. Like, girls love the OC Fair. You know, me and Jonas used to go all the time and, you know, take dates over there and, you know, be, like, funny because we go on, like, random first dates, like, three times a week to the OC Fair with different girls. It'd be funny as hell. And, and the OC Fair is, you know, it's just a dope, dope-ass, big-ass, fucking crazy-ass fair. They got the fucking turkey legs again. Um, You know, the size of fucking, uh, what I say, Wendy Williams' fucking arm and shit. They, they were enormous, like, huge they got deep fried oreos deep fried twinkies they just everything that you could think of they had fucking bacon pupusas like just all the worst for you food but the best tasting shit in the world i go there mm, think i brought like fifteen hundred dollars with me cash and you know i pay for admission you know the kids were free um even though they said like i think kids were like i think under three or whatever the fuck it was they just let all the kids slide. They let London Ryder, Kaya slide. They were like, yeah, just take care of the adults. And so I went with my brother-in-law and um, 
my wife's cousin, my wife's cousin's girlfriend, my new sister-in-law, Daisy. Um, I want to say congratulations again to my brother-in-law, Vincent Daisy. They just got married. And uh, so, you know, we go into OC Fair, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, listen, man, one thing about me is I used to love going on fucking crazy-ass roller coasters. Like, I loved all that shit. Colossus, all this shit. Now they got Superman. Well, they had Superman for a while, but like, Right when Superman started getting popping is when I stopped going to amusement parks. I just didn't really go, you know. And, like, I'm fat, out of shape. I don't really fuck with some of that shit. I, I got, I'm a control freak, so you know what I'm saying? Like, one of the things why I have so much anxiety about flying, even though I fly so much, is the fact that I can't land a plane or I can't leave when I want to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a PJ, you kind of can, but not really. Like, if I was in a plane, I'm going to fucking make emergency landing right on Wilshire Boulevard. You know, I don't give a fuck. Like, hey, why'd you land? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know you're going to get sued, though. I had to take a shit. I don't know. I was, I was had an anxiety attack. You know, I just, it's a weird thing with me. So, you know, I go on roller coasters that are going fast or whatever and all these crazy rides they got. I'm not really fucking with them. You know what I'm saying? And like my son London, you know, he's seven years old. He's well, actually six years old. He ain't really been on too many roller coasters in his life. He's been a couple small kitty ones at Legoland and like, you know. So, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. Next thing I know, we're walking through the fucking, the, the fair and my son London's like, fuck this. I'm going to go on 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 this. So I go decided to buy $100 worth of tickets. Nobody decided to tell me that they had a fucking unlimited fucking bracelet where you buy a bracelet for $35 and from 2 p.m. to like 8 p.m. or whatever the fuck it is, actually 12 or whatever the fuck when the park opens until 8 p.m., all the rides are free. So they didn't tell me that shit till I already spent $100. So I was like, all right, you know what, fuck it, not a big deal. Let me go get everyone a wristband. So, you know, I get... That's five people right there, wristband of my family. And so we start checking out some rides and London starts getting brave and starts going on some crazy shit. And I'm like, yo, man, my cousin is young. My wife's cousin, he's young and his girlfriend is young. So, you know, they start going on rides in London and everything. And I'm just like, no, one rider can't go on him. He's too short. And uh, I went on a few rides. I went on a ride with my sister-in-law um, and my son, London. And this ride, I ain't gonna lie to you, had me shook like a motherfucker. This motherfucker went so fast. I almost vomited, almost threw up. I damn I think I, I shit on myself. I was farting. It was crazy. Shit had me shook. Motherfuckers was taking pictures of me and stuff and everything. And by the way, man, listen, man. You know, let's just let's just, let me just say this right now. I get stopped, you know, 30, 40 times a day. If I'm in public out here and there, people videotape me driving in my car. When I'm at the airport, I stop. You know what? I I take pictures with pretty much everyone. But rule of thumb, man, when I'm with my kids, you know what I'm saying? I'm watching my young daughter, you know, who could run around. I don't want to run in the street or anything else. You know, it's tough for me to take a picture of my kids. Well, on top of that, I don't really want my kids taking pictures with strangers and stuff. And so, you know, I'm not trying to be rude, but, you know, it's real tough when um, I'm sitting at a table and I'm eating dinner. And, um, you know, I appreciate it because obviously I wouldn't be where I'm at without people, you know, who follow me and fuck with me. But, like, it's rude to ask somebody while they're eating with their family, with their kids. You know what I'm saying? It's like a not necessarily intimate moment, but it's a private. It's, it's You know, whether you're in a public place, you know, it's just rude to ask. But, you know. 90% of the times I do take the pictures, but you know, at the fair, I was with my kids and I was kind of like, listen, man, y'all got to catch me on the flip side. Unless they had a selfie ready to go, they're trying to get ready, trying to pose and shit, get a real Instagram, like for real, like for a picture. I'm like, bro, that's not what this is about here. I'm with my family. I'm trying to have a good time. And speaking of Instagram pictures, you know, um, I saw, um, <laughs> I saw multiple girls, you know, with, with guys like bringing SLRs and shit and like, they're doing like for real ass photo shoots. This shit is so crazy to me still, you know. Listen, I'm not trying to hate. It's just fucking hilarious. So anyways, going on, man. The kids had a fucking blast at OC Fair. 
strawberry lemonade, motherfucking deep fried Oreos, so good, bacon pupusas, all the shit was great, I gained six pounds, you know what I'm saying, and all the shit was crazy, and it's like 9.45, and we spent fucking $700, now motherfucker, $700 at the OC Fair, now listen, this ain't Disneyland, you know, Disneyland, I know a shit costs like what, like three G's for a family if you take the, uh, or is it five G's if you do the VIP service? But like if you don't do the VIP service, even with the cut the line and like the food and everything else, you go drop a couple racks easily, no problem. Legoland, you probably drop probably a rack. Um, so like, you know, going out, you know, for a family, you know, I, I feel for people, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to get that seasonal pass, you know, and, and I know there's blackout days, but that shit's crazy, you know what I'm saying? I know, how, you know, it bothers me because I'm like, yo, what the fuck, like, this is crazy. Like, how do other people do this shit? And so, you know, I'm just grateful again for my life. And, you know, um, this is amazing. This is why I do this. This is why I work hard. And brings you up again, man. I saw this tweet, man. You know what I'm saying? I said, if you died today, would you be content with and happy with what you've done in life? And and my boy, DJ Homicide, he put, yeah. And I thought about all he's done and, and, and where he's at now. And he'd just be chilling. You know, he's he had a crazy resume. He had a lot of work that he put out. And, and, and uh, he's going through a second win right now. And, um, I thought about that real hard, and I was like, yo, man, yeah, man, if everything were to end today, God forbid, you know what I'm saying, because I want to be around for my kids and, and watch them grow up, if if it were all to end today, man, you know, I am very proud of what I've done, man, I mean, shit, man, I'm, I'm extra proud, you know, I've said this a hundred times, you know, I lived 30 fucking lifetimes, and um, so we're going to get into this ASAP fucking Rocky weekend at the, the street jam, the real street jam, and I don't know what the fuck it used to be called a summer jam and used to be called 93.2.92.3 to beat. Now it's like 93.5. To, I don't know what the fuck it's called, man. I'm not trying to get, and I hope Big Boy, yo, Big Boy and Jay Cruz, man, don't get mad at me if you hear this shit. But yeah, we're going to be right back. You know what I'm saying? We're going to take a little VVS break. You know what I mean? And uh, we'll be right, right motherfucking back. So for those of you who don't know, now you know, I own a cannabis company called VVS Pens. VVS Pens is a, a cannabis vape line mostly, and uh, we have some edibles, and uh, we were founded about just over three years ago, and each day we become bigger and bigger. We, we just get stronger and stronger, get better and better, and where we are right now is just incredible. Like, just the half gram pens, the, the 0.3 grams, the, the full gram carts, you know what I'm saying? We're all over California, from San Diego all the way to, to Humboldt. Um, we're in the state of Nevada now. We just launched in Las Vegas, uh, fully compliant. As the new laws get, you know, crazier and trickier and tougher, you know what I'm saying? We we move, you know what I'm saying? We duck and move with all these with all these new laws and everything. And, you, know, you know, we're fully compliant, fully legit. You can go to ordervvs.com. You can go, go to puffydelivery.com. Or you could just check, you know, the website, check out Weed Maps. Um, we're in the middle of doing a real big deal with MedMen. I'll get into that later. You know, MedMen is the fucking apple of weed. They're crushing it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my homie, to my family, Esther Song on her new job over there. Um, MedMen and, and VVS are doing some big things. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, all right, man. So, weekend was crazy. You know, um, I had a lot going on during the week. I got some pieces I got, you know, got to finish. Um, I can get into that shortly. I signed some NDAs. I can't talk about those things until it's time. But I got some fire shit coming out. By the way, speaking of jewelry, 
um, my man, Greg Yuna, a.k.a. Mr. Flawless, just touched down in Los Angeles a few hours ago, and we are going to talk some shit on episode three of Behind the Baller. It's going to be fucking crazy. Make sure you tune into that. So, um, going on, man, you know, I pull up to Flacco's house on Saturday, and uh, we getting ready to shoot this fucking uh, me and Ben Ball in Koreatown video. So, you know, I go there. And uh, I was supposed to shoot at 3 o'clock. I get to his hideaway at like 2.45. Of course, this motherfucker not ready. That's pretty flacco. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, we finally leave the house like at 4.30 or 5 o'clock. I'm like, yo, we got a couple hours of sunlight. Fuck it. Let's do this. So the hideaway to Koreatown is like, you know, hour and 45. I'm like, fuck it. Let's do this. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. So we get in the car. He played me some new music. By the way, Rocky been recording a lot lately. And it just, he seemed like he just... You know, he back to himself. He just seemed like normal Flacco. We in the minivan, you know, six AUG members deep. I'm sorry, five AUG members deep. And my, my wife's cousin, he's tagging along. You know, he's from Germany, man. He's, he's just bugging out. He's just soaking it all in, tripping that he's hanging out with ASAP Rocky. It's like the third time he hung out. So we driving, you know what I'm saying? We, we driving, vibing, you know, new ASAP Rocky music. We bumping. We, we filming some shit in the car. We get to Koreatown and... um we get cock blocked. We go to this little plaza and they ain't having it. They're not letting, letting us <laughs> record with like the gorilla style, you know what I'm saying? Like straight handheld video camera in, t- in hand and everything. They weren't trying, they were hating. So the, uh, the Koreatown scenes didn't happen, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? So we start smashing through like, yo, let's hit the beach. Fuck it. So Rocky didn't want to be out in public, especially cause he ain't posted. He ain't did nothing. You know what I'm saying? He, he ain't been seen and, you know, he, he didn't want to be seen before, like, you know, his show at least or at least the verdict or whatever it may be. He just didn't want to be in public like that. You know what I'm saying? So we decided to hit Santa Monica Pier, the worst fucking place if you're going to be like low key or incognito. And he was like, yo, I really want some funnel cake. And we did a Google search and that was like the only fucking place with like a 30 mile radius. And I'm like, bro, we're going to go all the way to fucking Santa Monica to get some funnel cake. I was like, oh, you know what, Flacco? all good. I want some funnel cake too, you know. Later, I didn't know how bad I really did want it, but I was like, you know what, fuck it. So Rocky's like, yo, I'm gonna stay in the car, you know what I'm saying? Like, my minivan fully tinted out. It got Wi-Fi, that shit comfortable. It's got, you know, leg space, the whole nine. He got Beats in there. He got an iPhone charge. He got everything you possibly need. He got fucking whatever you want. And um, by the way, I forgot to tell you, when I, when I pulled up on Flacco, I pulled up on all this Japanese candy, Brought him like, you know what I'm saying? The shit that he loved, the barbecue, sunflower seeds, motherfucking sour belts and shit and all that stuff. And uh, I brought a bag of loud, some fucking premium A1 loud. And he's like, bro, I smoked since New Year's. And I'm like, bro, man, it's been that long, dog. Sorry, man. He goes, yeah, I don't drink, no smoke. I'm just healthy right now. So that was kind of crazy, you know what I'm saying? But he was like, yo, man, I'm not saying I'm not going to smoke it ever again. I'm just telling you that I'm not smoking right now. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, fuck it. It's all good. More for me. So we're, you know, we're, we're, we're parked at Santa Monica Pier. We like six deep and um, we trying to be incognito. And Rocky's like, yo, man, you got a hoodie? I'm like, motherfucker, it's 80 something degrees at the beach. Bro, I ain't got no hoodie, man. You know what I'm saying? But yo, I got some t-shirts. So he wraps himself like a mummy. He literally wraps his, his face and he wraps his head in two t-shirts. <laughs> he look fucking crazy. So we walking down to Santa Monica Pier at like six o'clock or something, I forgot what fucking time it was, it's still daylight, and it's fucking packed, there's thousands upon thousands of people, 
And, you know, he tells my cousin, he's like, yo, man, if you hear someone say ASAP, don't turn around, all right? And like, yeah, yeah, we got you. Don't worry about it. So, you know, we start moving and this motherfucking funnel cake place is far as fuck. That motherfucker was like a eight minute walk down the pier. It was not at the beginning, not at the middle. It was like, like way down by the food court and by like the, the Ferris wheel and everything. And so we get there and we order like six funnel cakes with ice cream. And this shit was so motherfucking fire. This shit was better than Magic Mountain. This shit was like literally incredible. And, um, you know, Flacco got his fucking funnel cake and ice cream and he was happy and everything. We rolled back and we got in the car and um, went to the hideaway and we started shooting some footage for the video, put out the jewelry, you know what I'm saying? And shot some scenes on a balcony and um, he started uh, recording some music and then uh, he told me that Tyler was coming through. And I had just talked to Tyler earlier that day and me and Tyler got an argument because he'd be on some bullshit. And uh, by the way, just so you know, I'm not talking about like anything bad about Tyler. I love Tyler. Like that's my motherfucking dog. So he gets on FaceTime with Flacco. He's like, yo, man, I'm about to pull up. And I was like, I'm about, that's my cue to leave. Like, fuck that. And like Rocky deep inside loves it when me and Tyler get together because we just turn into a TV show and we just go into a bagging session. We start roasting each other. We just start talking shit. So going on, man, pull up, do all that, you know, and it's like late, you know, shit. 10 30 11 o'clock and uh we haven't ate dinner yet so i'm like listen i'm not about to wait for no motherfucker to cook like i'm out of here so i take my, my cousin and we bounce i think i don't know what the fuck i did saturday night i think i passed out you know what i'm saying i think i might have hit the vvs and just yeah i think i called it a light night i think i hit carl's jr and got that beyond burger and called it a night that was it so um sunday Sundays is like family ritual. We go to a diner. I'll leave the diner unnamed. We have like a choice of three that we go to that my kids love eating these waffles at. And every Sunday morning we go there. And um, I woke up kind of just feeling crazy because I ain't slept much this week. And she's like, yo, you're going to make it for breakfast? I was like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Don't worry about it. She knows I'm going out to go see Flacco and we're going to go to the, the street jam, whatever it was. So anyways, go to breakfast and then after breakfast, we go take my kids to Pomona, which is a fucking trek, and go take them to the reptile show. After reptile show, you know, I'm like burnt the fuck out. Um, thank God my wife was driving. Get back to the crib and I pass out. I take like a two-hour nap because I didn't, you know, I, I think I might have went. I don't know what the fuck I did, but I didn't sleep so great. And uh, I took like an hour and a half nap, get up, get fresh, get ready, smash over to the hideaway. And um, Flacco passed out on the couch. And uh, he listened to this prodigy fucking like documentary thing, whatever. And I'm like, yo, man, you ready to do this, man? You ready for this show? He's like, come on, man. And with like 17,000% confidence, like he was like, for real, like, yeah, man, come on. Like, it's nothing. I'm like, all right, man. It's a lot of fucking people, man, that want to see you, bro. You know what I mean? It's going to be a lot of positive energy. And these people want to see you, man. They have, you know, they know they was worried about you. People, ain't, it is the first appearance he's made since jail, since he got out from Sweden and everything. And so... You know, we smashed over to Anaheim and it was like seeing the old gang back together. You know what I'm saying? Like just all the ASAP mob members and everything. And by the way, rest in peace, Yams. I got to see Ferg, man. You know, Ferg rocking the Yamborghini chain. It fucking felt so good, man. It was crazy. And uh, Tyler pulled up, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Tyler, you know, the whole golf wing crew, fucking Jasper, except bitch-ass taco. Bitch-ass skinny-ass fucking pimple-faced taco didn't pull up. By the way, let me just tell you guys something real quick, man. Let me just put Taco on blast because he was talking a gang of shit yesterday on the phone, acting all tough and everything. 
Listen, for seven years, seven fucking years, Taco, yes, Taco, Travis, Odd Future, Taco, Tyler's DJ, Taco. This motherfucker has been using my Netflix password for seven fucking years. He even has a profile under my Netflix account. So fuck you, Taco. <laughs> Anyways, Taco wasn't there, but Jasper was, Lionel, um, a couple other cats. Uh, YG pulled up while they're doing a little rehearsal in the dressing room. Um, YG was just like trying to chill and not really get into you know any kind of deep conversation. And Tyler started roasting me, started talking all kinds of this and that bullshit. And uh, it was funny. He was talking all this crazy shit. But when you see the videos of the, the concert, Tyler looked like the fucking legend of Bagger Vance. This motherfucker looked like Will Smith from the movie, The Legend of Bagger Vance. He looked like a fucking 1940s golfer. Like he looked fucking crazy, man. But whatever, you know, I love you, Tyler. It's all good. So, you know, we head outside, man, and it's time for showtime. And the fucking place went crazy. You know what I'm saying? We pull up and like, Migos was was on the stage and like before that Cardi B was on the stage that it's two stages like a north and south stage and like Flacco was on the north stage I believe and like Migos was just performing on the south stage and like you know I'm hearing them rock and, and I hear it from far away and then Cardi was on right when we got to the show when Rocky got on the stage man motherfucking fireworks pyro and like the crowd erupted people went fucking crazy it was just so much love and so much positive energy in the air and he went out there and crushed it, man. The set was dope. He had a bunch of extras wearing the fucking the, the crash test dummies. You know what I'm saying? Like the fuck, it was crazy, man. Shit was so dope. The whole warning shit. Just he had all this. The set was dope. He just he just had everything on point. And uh, Tyler did a couple songs. Um, Ferg did a couple songs. That was surreal, man. You know what? It's crazy. When we were in China a couple years ago, Rocky performed "Plain Jane." with ASAP Mob on the stage and I was there. It was different. This whole time, I can't believe I have never caught up. There was a couple shows I was supposed to go to. I never did. I've just been so busy. This was the first time in over two years since the song been a hit that I was on stage live while Ferg performed Plain Jane. It was fucking surreal. It was fucking amazing. It was, it was, it was a great feeling. Thank you, Ferg, man. I love you for that, man. It was crazy. And, um, YG got on stage, did a couple songs. He did fucking Go Loco. He did uh, Big Bang, Take Little Bang. Shit was just dope, man. The whole energy was fucking crazy. The whole mob went up there. My man ASAP Nast. Yo, let me know when you want to catch that fade, bro. Me and you just have to just stop all the other bullshit, the fuck the fashion shit. Me and you going to have to catch hands. Um, and uh, it just ended up being a crazy night, you know what I'm saying? And it was just, it was all positive. It was all love. Rocky's family was there. It was dope. His sisters were there, you know what I'm saying? It was just... A lot of positive energy, man. It was just, I think, what he needed, you know what I mean? Went back to the dressing room, and, you know, I had to shake. I told Flacco, I was like, yo, man, um, you know, I got a podcast. He was like, yo, man, you know, I didn't believe your shit hit number one in business and music and number 11. He was like, I thought you was lying, but, you know, when you showed me the shit on the phone, I had to believe you, you know what I'm saying? And so with that said, you know what I'm saying, that's the weekend wrap-up. And, again, I just want to say thank you so much. Please, if you're not subscribing, please hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And just so you know, I love to do giveaways. Anybody who know me, anyone who's known me, knows I do a lot of giveaways. I do a giveaway some fresh shit. So you never know. You know, you subscribe, you know, leave a comment on the Ben Baller pod page. And um, listen, I love you guys for listening. That was a weekend wrap up. I told you this jewelry episode is going to be fucking crazy. We just going to get better and better. 
But right about now, my man Miles is going to hit you with one of them lakey beats. Yo, Miles, hit him with that beat. Yo, everyone, God bless. Always remember, this is not your practice life. We out.